catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 144. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Kaplan. I love 144. What a number. Pretty good. You Pretty can impressive. find me. Why? I, it's, it's 144. It's a, it's a Syracuse number, 44. It's also division of 18, which is high. It's really my favorite number. It's a Jewish thing. Good luck. This is the best, best podcast. Give me the best one we've ever done. Go. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And mine also is on Instagram. Well, I think this is starting out to be the worst. Oh, but we can keep it going. Pick up the energy. Come on. On the podcast today, we have Rahul Topiwala visiting us from India. He's a stand-up comedian in India. We met him at the Sparks holiday. I mean, the Sparks uh, summer extravaganza party. You just met him there. You're inviting people who don't even know who's coming over. He just came in off the street. <laughs> All right. We met him. He came in with Zane Sharif, who was invited His in. publicist told him this is the place to go to get booked his, in the hot pods. His publicist <laughs> told him. It's all about publicists these days. Kaplan. Uh, but before we get to him, let's see. We got a lot of things going on. Number one, let's just get this on the table. List them. Everyone's been asking me all week. People have been asking producer Matt. Uh, people have asking everybody here. You know what they've been asking lab. producer Matt. They have. They've been asking him about your, you're in the news. Your office in is news. in the per- news. There's been a little bit of news. Robert De Niro's office. Let me set the table and then you can tell us what you can confirm or deny or both teams played hard you can't talk about. Okay. Uh, there's, it's, this is all in the tabloids. I read it in the BBC, which is uh, my new favorite tabloid. It was in all the newspapers. So the, the, the Post, the, new, the Daily News, Everything. the Daily Mail. Anything daily, anything weekly, Vanity probably Fair. The Economist had yeah. it. That um, there's, there's a $6 million lawsuit going on at uh, your office yes. with uh, Robert De Niro and his, his team are suing uh, it's a, former a lady, employee a lady used to work and with. And I can't talk about it because it's a legal case. So anything, because I'm not tactful enough to talk about it in a way. I know myself. You're not. I agree. I will screw up, but I don't even know which side I'll screw up in favor of. So you just but no I will com- say the wrong thing. I know. Okay. So I'm going to say no comment. Both things, teams play hard. I. I, I'm glad that people it's, it's so it is a weird feeling when people are, are like virally talking about like people, you know, and no matter what well, it is, I have work people or asking friends me or, about it. So yeah. that's how I know. Well, there's just so many online comments about the. There was a little bit of news about the Netflix 55 episodes of this friends. lady's getting because uh, yeah. one, one of the things in the lawsuit is that she she watched 55 episodes yeah, of friends while not, on. So it's just funny. To, it's just funny to it's getting office. a lot of attention. And it's just funny to hear people talking on either side about people you know in general and i, I mean so it's, it's a very surreal week i'm a little i'm a here's little shaky a, here's still. a basic question you might not even answer be able to answer this but i know when articles have been written about me and then uh, one time people pointed in that, that new york magazine article right by uh ben fox rubin and then um about mr softy in china and then someone pointed me to a reddit thread that was talking about the article 
and there was zero facts that were correct. One, here's what happens. One person leads with a fa- what they present as a fact, and then everyone just assumes that that person knows what they're talking about, and they go off that as a fact. So with my case, it was uh, someone said, well, that's what you get. China steals. If you, do, if you never learn the language, you can't expect to not have your company stolen by China. And then that became the fact. And then all the articles, all, all the comments were, well, no, I don't think you actually have to know the language. People should, should still treat you fairly. Meanwhile, I do know the language, but whoever presents it first, you get in front of the news, as you always tell me. Get in front of the news. The narrative. Control the narrative. Control the narrative. So yeah, is that, that no one's with- ta- I haven't seen anybody talking about me online. So, uh, so if I'm just a, but are so people the, going off facts that are incorrect? You can't oh, even people, say that. I've, I've seen some things people say that are not true. But it's also, you know, what's funny about it is that people have, um, some of the comments are like making comments, making it about Trump. Like they're saying, how are they tying? Because they're like, it's like people who hate my boss because of things he said about Trump are being like, now how does it feel, liberal? Now you don't want to share the wealth. Like they're and they're just ripping (laughs) on him about uh, about Trump stuff. And I'm like, it's getting the point where I'm like, God, imagine if Trump sees this and he tweets about it, then my world's really that'd be great. (laughs) Would be no, that's pot will take off. Yeah, we need him to tweet about the mention the pot. But here's what we'll say: if Trump tweets about it. Then we'll start talking about it. Yeah, if you can get Trump's tweet about it, I'm going to have to comment. Because you might get sued for billions of dollars, but it'll be worth it because this pot will get a bump. Also, Cap, a couple more things yeah, to get to. <laughs> I can see you're sweating over there. Here's what we'll else. table this. You know, this or, and also, the wrap-up shows when I should really talk about this. So let's exactly not, true. Why are we giving this away for free? And shout out to Jennifer Miles Peak. Shout out to Jan Kaplan and all of our Patreons who joined. <laughs> all of them. The Army. The Army. It's not about now, quality. It's about quantity. Oh, getting, wait. I just said it right. Yeah, so we need more people is what I'm trying to say. We do need more, they're but so far, people, those people. These are some the best people so far. Jennifer Miles Peak and my mom. They're getting and our that one other person. They're getting our Thursday show. If you don't know what we're talking about, every Thursday we have a show, a wrap-up show of this show that's only available on Patreon. Go to our website. Go to LostInAmericaPod.com. There's a link right at the top. Click Patreon. It'll take you to that page. And five dollars for five dollars a month. month. You get an extra show a week from us. You get it every single Thursday. You it's get like a, a dollar show. a show. A dollar. Uh... That's great. How did Jennifer Mouse Peak only pay four dollars? I that was a little loophole. I, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> we, We're getting off track, though, because right. here's the big story of the week. Yeah. My album comes out September 6th, oh, everybody. Wow. September 6th. I just found out from Comedy Dynamics. I've seen the artwork. The album's ready to go. The tracks are ready to go. It's all set. They're holding it for September 6th, because I think that's a big month for... Uh, no one does anything in August. No, it's summer. Everyone's on holiday. Everyone's on holiday, yes, as our your friends across the pond would say. Exactly. Vacation so, so holiday. they're back from holiday. They want us in some comedy. So September 6th, it comes out. I'm going to be on Larry the Cable Guy's show on the uh, Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup on SiriusXM. You can listen to that. I think it's September 6th, 10 a.m. to noon, and oh. it'll be replayed throughout the week. And they're going to play the full album, plus I'll be on the show with him doing an interview. Oh. So it's exciting, exciting news. If you want to get that album, here's the best way to do it that helps me out. Pre-order it. Email me, Turner, uh, Turner at KungFuComedy.com. Just email me or, or uh, find my thing on TurnerSparks.com. You can, there's, you can email me through there. But Turner at KungFuComedy, comedy with a K, dot com. I'll send you a link. I'll email you a link to how to get it. That okay. sounds cool, right? And yeah. then that's why if you pre-order it, it'll push me to the top of the iTunes rankings and all that kind of stuff, which I don't really know what that does. It might be a vanity thing, but... Got it. Top of the rankings. You want to go to the you top. You want to be the king of all... King of all The new king of all media, media over yes. at Sirius. Oh, <laughs> because terrestrial podcasting's over. Yeah. It's all about That's the us. place to go for it. Um, that's the business. I think there's nothing else. We get to... Let's get to Lost oh, in America. Oh, wait. One last question I have for you before we get to Lost in America, Cap. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, they, they are asking me the label. What do you want to sell? Because now I can sell this album at live shows. Okay. So they're like, do you want to sell uh, records? I'm going to do a limited print because that's too expensive to sell. Eight tracks? No. No, no eight tracks. <laughs> right. CDs are download cards. That's what they're asking about. Are you huh? familiar with what a download card is? No. Okay. So they say everyone under 40 only wants download cards. Everyone over 40 only wants CDs. You're over 40. That would make sense. Well, I don't want to. I I just just get it online. What's a download card, though? You mean like a code? It gives you the. It's like a thing that, you know, those lanyards, like you're a VIP at a lot of events. You're familiar with a VIP pass. Mm -hmm. You put around your neck. Like a lanyard, right? Okay. It's that. The it looks like it's designed like my album, my album cover. On the back of it, there's this. You can peel it off, and it gives you a website to get a one-time download. But it's like a physical thing you can sell at shows. Oh, I see. So but physical. would you ever buy that? Does it have liner notes on the lanyard or anything, or is it like a, just the picture? I think on the back it has the track listings. Mm. You know, like an album, like a CD would. Yeah. If those, if you're presented with those two options, what would you buy? 
at a live show, you want to take home something. If I had to take home something, I would just go with a CD. That's me. But okay, I'm over, me too. over 40. Because it's no, like, no, I'm no, already buying too. something physical. Why am I? Exactly. I would want to just take home a CD too. I mean. And then figure out a way. You can always to... shred it later. You know, if you, once you've downloaded it. Well, you can it. figure out. Somebody has a, a, a I have my car, you know, every once in a while. I'm just sick of the phone. And I'm just like, I got a CD player. Let's throw something in. Well, what you we can got? transfer it. Everyone knows how to transfer it to your computer, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Did Producer Matt, what would you do? Because you're 29, 28 years old. <laughs> Young 29. I, I prefer the uh, actual physical CD. Okay, me too. Okay. It's throwback. It, yeah, it, and I hate the idea that, oh, it's a one-time download card. So if I download it once, then something happens to my computer, I can't download it again. I've purchased this. I want to keep it. Good yeah, point. That's a, a very good point. That's a great point. Plus, it's like something to have, right? So that's so people at the label, they say do whatever you want, but a lot of comedians are like, nah, man, no one's, you got to do download cards. Right. But I heard these bands, like still popular bands who go on the road and do clubs, they say people buy CDs because they want a thing. Yeah, if you're going to buy something. Yeah, you're not going to buy, this card, it feels like you're selling nothing. I mean, if it, you buy a CD, you should have a code with it too if you want to just download it. It should come that's with That's what both. I said. Yeah, just I, put a code in there and you yeah. get two for one. All right, all right, that settles it. So I'm going to buy a CD. So if you want a CD, if you want to pre-order a CD, I'll sign it for you. I'll mail it to you. Uh, again, email me, Turner, at Kung Fu Comedy Comedy. Will you sign the, uh, the lanyard, too? Yeah, I'll sign a lanyard. All Why right. not? I'll sign, a, if I'll sign space, space. I'll sign You've got to make your signature smaller. Exactly. So go to turnersparks.com right now and find out about all that. All right, Cap, let's get to Lost America. Play the music. in America this week. We had, as we mentioned earlier, we had the Sparks uh, Summer Extravaganza last weekend. Great party. <laughs> Thanks Sparks to Summer everyone. Extravaganza. Thanks to everyone who came out. Here's who came. First, let's see who came. Let's see. Uh, Rahul. Sh- Rahul came. Shout out. Right. Um, um, let's see. We had uh, Zane Sharif. We had Adam Van Levinson. Uh, the, the author Paul Johnson Paul Johnson from the pod the Mormon the former Mormon, uh, former Mormon missionary now comedian in New York City Joe Schaefer Gus Tate of course from the pod Gus Tate's new baby Gus came. Tate's baby Sarah Sarah Tate <laughs> yeah Sarah Hart Sarah I think Hart. she goes by yeah, I don't know if here's she... your income Weber no didn't show up didn't show up he was, uh, he he said he was looking up. at wedding venues what he said he was looking at wedding venues yeah it's a, he's a lot of, I mean just uh, yeah, you know he's a real no show yeah. uh, <laughs> hire someone for that producer Matt didn't show up you yeah. told us in advance you wouldn't be able to be there, though. I was at a I was in Portland, Oregon for a bachelor party. Oh yeah, right. we're gonna get to that. We're the wrap up show. Get to that the wrap up show. Write that down. Wrap up show. We're gonna find all about that. I'll find out all about that bachelor party. It was a great time, Kaplan. Here's my question. I have a couple questions for you that came up during this. First of all, uh, your wife came. Yeah. With your daughter Ruby, a, about an hour before. No, she came with Teddy. Oh, she came with Teddy. Yes, yes. I know, they, they, I know they look alike. They came about an hour before you came. Yeah, because I was at a birthday party with Ruby. And they came in huffing and puffing, saying that they would have been there an hour earlier, but you didn't know where we lived. Well, I'd never been to your apartment, first off. That's not true. I hadn't been to that apartment. I've been to your old apartment. Is that the case? Yeah. <laughs> in my head, you but, but also it's a block away from our old apartment. Right. You told them we live near the Barclays Center, which is a completely different part of town. Uh, You've been to our apartment more than anyone on planet Earth that's not my wife. Can I can I tell you? I can't believe you're already taking her side. You should know. Wives well, she got not, in front of the narrative. She yeah, gave it to me she first. She gave the narrative. Wives don't listen when people talk. <laughs> oh, so no. she's not paying attention. I said it's near the water. You could take the ferry. It's really near the water park. What water park? That's the water true. one that we go to, the Teddy Loves. The I go through this whole thing, and then I'm like, you know, it's in the direction. I think I mentioned you, Barclays Center. Like, I, you can walk, but it's not. I didn't. I never you said it was close. You can walk in 20 to 25 minutes. I've done the walk because I've been there, but it's, yeah. yeah. I never said it was close. She wasn't paying attention. Okay, she got off of the Barclays yeah, Center yeah, stop, was, <laughs> and then I don't know if they walked. They, she said they took a bus. And, they took a city bus. And, you know, takes a and bus? I was late because I was at a birthday party, and if you, I, I don't know if you're going to mention, but I came in hot with the Shanghai Shark shirt that you got you me. You did. A jersey, and I was going to wear it to the birthday party because I got dressed in it for the your party. Yeah. And Randy made me change. She said I was going to embarrass her, oh, embarrass Ruby in front of her her parents at the uh, who cares at this like Long Island birthday party at the no, bounce. It's, you if place. you wear a basketball jersey from a foreign country, it's yeah. like wearing a soccer jersey. It, it was too hipster for this crowd. It's like hipster. Yeah. If I was at a Brooklyn kid's birthday party, I don't think I would have oh, taken okay. it off. Oh, okay. This is Manhattan. No, this is like Long Island. This is oh like no, no, that doesn't. You got to wear Yankees or nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty not much. Like, definitely not Chinese. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's one. Next thing. Here's what I learned. 
Kids love drunk people. Of course. Drunk right? people are fun. Yeah. Kids are just like everyone else. Because your kids are having an all right time, a little bored. You know, there's not a lot to do at my place for kids. So I mean, you you eat- told me there was all sorts of stuff. I, I thought there was going to be like a clown or something. I didn't say that. I it's said a that. family friendly. If anyone listened to this pod last week, I said it I was I know, but then after you we went off the air, she kept texting me. Can't confirm it or not. No, I said they were invited oh, okay. and there would be other kids there. Kids love drunk people. Because at first, we just had some candy and they're like kind of bored, you know, yeah. playing And you also had games. like wasabi candy and I'm like, oh, that's a little spicy. We them. don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then my wife, yeah, gets drunk. Oh, yeah. And starts yelling at your kids, telling them to get lost. Oh, really? Oh, right. Because they're wearing these get lost t-shirts. Yes, we should. And then it turns into a giant party. They're they just start screaming, yelling get at her. lost. Get She's lo- yelling at them. Everybody's running around the house. And I was like, oh, kids should be around drunk people all the time. Yeah, drunk people are the best. They should be a drunk babysitting service. Great idea. <laughs> billion dollar idea. Billion dollar idea. Get drunk first. Because kids respond. Because kids, you know, it's really hard. Uh, I'm great with my own kids, but I can't deal with anybody else's kids. No. As like a guy. Not sober. As, as a man, I'm just like, it's not comfortable. I don't know how to talk to kids. I mean, when they get a little older, they can like play basketball or something. But it's like, yeah. but you know, I think if you're drunk, you could be a little more silly. Naturally. You're and right. And kids respond to silliness. So yeah, yeah scream shit. Scream and get lost <laughs> Like if you have Tourette's syndrome or something, you also be great with kids. That's <laughs> just, another great uh, uh, babysitting service. That's right. Babysitting just Tourette's. screaming curse words. Kids yeah. love you. Cock. <laughs> kids love that. I love it. It's great for kids. Last question. Here's a question for you. All right. Um, I observed this because there was a, another family. Our yes friends came in from New Jersey. They had kids, but I think they were like four years old, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ruby is how old? Five. Five. And then Teddy's like eight, seven, seven, seven or eight. Okay, seven, uh, seven or eight. Let's go. With, <laughs> let's go with. with. <laughs> and uh, I noticed that those two kids, they couldn't really play together. What's the cutoff in ages when kids are too separate in ages to play together? Like a one-year difference, a two-year difference? Because they didn't seem to have a lot in common because they're like, you're four, I'm seven. I what think are we it was do? more about the environment. Like if they were in like a play, one of the, if they were in one of their homes where there was like toys that were like foreign, okay. kids, a seven-year-old could play with a four-year-old. Okay. Especially like, like Teddy, I think Teddy likes playing with younger kids because he gets to like sort of be in charge. Oh yeah, he can he's mansplain. Like, yeah. Well, he's like, yeah. My brother's daughter loves that. Uh, 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 she's a big mansplain. Yeah. Well, we had a, a, a friend came in from California and they have a three-year-old last week. And Ruby was excited, but then the girl gets in there and she's playing with all Ruby's toys and she broke something and Ruby threw a fit, refuses to play with her. Oh, okay. It's like two, like Ruby would hate having a younger sibling, but Teddy was great with this little girl. It was like, he's four year different. She's a girl. He's, they were playing. He was like yeah, explaining okay. everything. So I think you just need like some, if you've got some, and that's the other thing is you go in to a place that doesn't have any toys yeah. and then you see where kids can get, like Ruby brought the, the party bag home from that party we were at, the birthday party, and there was a little car yeah. and all of a sudden like Teddy just him and this other kid are playing with this little stupid car. At our place. Yeah, your place. Like, they're having the best time. They don't need lots of choices. Because there's you nothing know, else. If you give them nothing else to do. You're right. You just need them something then. Once there's nothing, then give them something. Okay, give them something. <laughs> Last observation I had from this. If This is a tip to anyone throwing a party in America. If you say party starts at 2, 2.30, people will be there at 2.30. But here's how you get, because you don't want people coming right, because no one's ready when the party's supposed to start. Yeah, we're all we're perpetually a half an hour behind on everything. So if our starty, if our party starts at two thirty and people show up at two thirty, it's like get out of here, right? We're not even done showering. We gotta like put everything together. So you say come anytime between two thirty and six thirty. Boom! No one, not a single person showed up until three thirty. Yeah, when it was I, the best. I was there to like four thirty. So yeah, the fir- and, and no one wants to be first. So the first guy who showed up at 4.30 uh, was very shocked that, or 3.30, he was very shocked that he thought it would be full, you know? He was shocked that he was first. But if you, so that means we're ready by three, and then it's a half an hour of like just double checking, hanging out, watching TV, then people Yeah, I up. remember when I used to throw parties it, when, at nighttime, too. You definitely don't want people coming at like eight, nine o'clock. Absolutely dead, but not. then you get panicked when you're like, oh shit, there's no one here. I need yeah. like, and you need people you're like friend, good friends with who come first, so it's not awkward. You have someone who's like a fringe person who's well, like the one guy invite, in your apartment. We only invite friends yeah. to these to these extravaganzas. We don't invite random people. Oh, that's good. And I'm like pretty prompt in my mind now with Except these. Except Rahul, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't you know, know who he was. With kids' birthday parties, which is what most of my parties are, you want to get there right on time because you want to get your money's worth out of all the activities they're going to do because these yeah. people are entertaining your kids for you. Oh, okay. So you don't want when you get there late, you're really annoyed. You like you miss mm. out on all the jumping around and the clown and this. So it's in my head to try to be on time, but we had another so i might oh, have no, awkwardly i might have awkwardly been there too early if not for ruby's other party so i'm <laughs> glad that happened it would have been all right all right let's get to rahul let's bring him on in bring him in all 
All right, we're back with our guest, Rahul Topiwala. Rahul, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks Thanks. for doing it. Did you have fun at the party? Yeah, had a lot of fun. Uh, Had got some pretty interesting career advice from your wife, actually. Oh, really? What did she say? I mean, she told me about, like, her job description, what what her plans were, like, what she liked doing, what she didn't like doing. Also, really good food, I, I have to stress. Really delicious delicious food oh like, yeah throughout. yeah made uh she made the chinese meatballs yeah. yeah she made the meatballs and she said to me she's like i'm not gonna tell you what's in these that means like, pork i was assuming it meant that pork but i was like pork. maybe it's a heart related thing like i shouldn't have beef so then i was like trying to figure it out i wanted randy to eat it for me see if she could detect pork but then i finally tracked your wife down and did you have it or not no she said there was pork ah you should have not <laughs> she's know. like just a little I was like yeah, yeah she told me i would have eaten it yeah i remember you when you had it because you were saying um you can't is it Pork? What is it that you can't get in India? It was beef, but like red meat generally is pretty hard to come by. Okay, red yeah. meat is hard to come by. Yeah, of any kind. Like beef and pork specifically, you can get lamb in like certain dishes, but beef and for- pork, because like it's Hindus and Muslims make up most of the population and they don't eat, Muslims don't eat pork, Hindus don't eat beef, so it's just in short supply. Okay. I've had a lot of pork since I came here. Pork belly, pork. Really? Those meatballs, like nice. everything. Gotta hang out with me more. Um, yeah, this I, guy, I, I you can never go to India or any... I mean, you can't go to a Muslim country. Well, I just like, have to load up on bacon before I get there. <laughs> it's like how people smoke a lot of pot before yeah. they go to like certain countries that it's not allowed. So what, um, what was the career advice she gave you? Because my wife works in... Um, she works in sales for a, uh, a food like uh, catering company. Yeah, she just sort of spoke about the new companies versus the old companies like how the startups operate how the older companies operate oh yeah like who some want to switch some don't want to sw- some want to switch to di- digital some don't want to switch to digital and like how operations are handled differently and all that stuff are you thinking of moving because you let's get to the start you went to um uh georgia tech right yeah with zane zane sharif who was zane. on our pod a couple weeks ago and then after and you you did comedy while at uh at Georgia Tech stand up yeah I started in my second year I like I met Zane I saw him perform uh at the first at the student theater okay. and I just sort of hit him up afterwards and said <coughs> hey I'm interested uh he booked me on like a student show that was I think relief for Haiti at the time that was the first time I ever did stand up yeah went well and I've been doing it ever since and Haiti got Haiti, fixed Haiti was fixed oh wow, good job exactly you're it's welcome it's a lot of pressure you're, I don't even think they had stand up at University of Miami. I mean, they definitely didn't. There was no such thing as a stand-up show at my college. Really? Did you guys? I don't know, but I would think we do. There are lots of activities. Actually, I think you did, because yeah. I know this guy, Jamie Gong, who went to Syracuse before you, yeah. and he would do like a competition, a once-a-year like stand-up competition. Did Tyler they get They definitely had nothing. Well, there's no culture at University of Miami. No culture. I mean, no like American culture. No. It was like Central American, like Latin American, that kind of stuff. But uh, wow, so you guys did it at Georgia Tech, and then after Georgia Tech, you moved, you moved back to India yep. and Bangalore. That's where you're from? Uh, yeah, family's from Bangalore. Uh, I've been there most of my life. Okay. I got back there, uh, started doing stand-up at some of the open mics, and worked my way up pretty well there. Because over there, it's a very sort of rapidly growing comedy scene, right? So if, it's just a matter of who you get to know, which mics you go to, and you can, get on, you can start doing shows and becoming a regular in the city within a year. That's awesome. How long have you been back and doing it? September, two, two years now. Two like, years? Oh, yeah, oh, almost so two like, years. You're like an old vet. Uh, I've never heard myself described that way. But <laughs> <laughs> What's the... Uh, so, but you started here, but did mm-hmm. you do clubs and stuff in uh, Atlanta and Georgia? Or um, college shows? It was college shows. It was mostly open mics. Like, I was doing chemical engineering, which is not the most chilled out degree. So maybe once a month, twice a month, I would be able to go to an open mic and sort of hit it up and get to know the comics there. I remember I used to do Dragon Con. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like, it's like a smaller comic con. They basically book three hotels and it's a cosplay convention. And every night they will like have one room for stand up comedy, which and everyone in the convention attends because just because there are chairs there, they just need some place to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Me and like five other college students would go there and perform. Dragon Con? But it's for dragons? For people who like dragons? dragons? It's just called Dragon Cons. I saw very few dragons there. I was kind of (laughs) disappointed. Um, Okay. And then when you go back and you start out doing it in India, what are like the obvious differences back in India? Or is it exactly the same as it is here? This comedy scene, comedy It's shows. not as different as you would think. Like, it's pretty similar. Uh, it's more regional comedy. Like, because India is a very diverse country linguistically. There's a lot of different languages. Yeah. And Bangalore specifically is like the IT hub. So you have people from all over the country coming over. So you have comedy in like a lot of different languages there. But mostly it's English and Hindi. Those are the two big ones. 
So over there, it's like all about, it's, a, it's mostly just frustrated IT workers who need an outlet. So it's mostly just like IT workers talking to each other. It's about relatability, like, you know, just sort of fun stories. It's not like really conceptual, but it kind of makes you develop your showmanship better because you really got to sell the joke. And like, it's, it's more of like gut laughter than like sort of conceptual comedy. What do you mean by that? What's conceptual comedy? Like over here, it's I like over here. It's more about like ideas and like concepts and stuff. Over there, it's like I'll like for, for example, I do my comedy in like sort of like in English and Hindi mixed together. You know, okay. You go back and forth. On the yeah, languages. I go back. I go back and forth, yeah. and it's mostly just sort of everyday situations like that everyone would find themselves in, and it's just sort of making a connection based on that. We have that right. So you're saying like this is actually a question I wrote down, but is it because uh, I do research on this? I mean, what? not research preparation. Oh yeah, look at that. Um. It, are the if you had to describe like the we're we're on this topic but like the um a po not point of view but like the style of comedians is it like a like a like a, not, not like a Louis like a deep like Louis CK like oh I'm going to like pull out my gut and tell you all my darkest grossest secrets or like a Seinfeld like super observational or like a uh carrot top like boom bang <laughs> you know like are any are none not of those funny. it's it's kind of all three at different points. Like, it's there's definitely more showmanship involved than it is here. Like, I don't think you could just have, like, a pure Seinfeldy sort of comic there doing observational stuff because ultimately they, they want to make a connection with you, right? Like, it's more, it's more about whether they like you as a person rather than just, like, the ideas you're spitting out on stage. If they like you as a person, then they will listen to anything you say. So in the, in the beginning, like, you'll see a lot of comics just sort of being, being a little generic, being a little relatable. And then they start getting into the deeper stuff, like the Seinfeldy Louis humor. All right, that sounds similar to here, though. Yeah, I, it's not. Again, it's not that different. It's just that over here, you can kind of go up, you can go on stage and just like start with your weird, unique personality right away. Yeah. Whereas over there, you have to sort of ease them into it a little bit, like let, let them get to know you, and then sort of bring out the, and then sort of do the material you really want to do. Okay. And I hear the crowds are like huge over there. Is that right? It's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Uh, it's it, yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of enthusiasm for stand up. Like everyone has seen it. It's the way it's grown is like insane. Mostly thanks to YouTube. Every comic just uploads on YouTube, and everyone in the country watches it. Because uh, one of the good things about India is that like data is very easy to access. So you have people in villages seeing it also. But in the cities itself, it's more of sort of a celebrity comic culture than like a pure comedy culture in itself. So you'll have these celebrity comics who will come to the city and they will sell out instantly, like 300, 400 tickets yeah. right away. Whereas for like, but I, this, we're still working on developing sort of the organic comedy culture where people will come to a place just for comedy. So right? are these celebrity comics, are you saying these people who were already celebrities and then started doing comedy or they became a celebrity based off a of comedy? They became a celebrity based off a of comedy. So what they would do is they would upload YouTube videos. Uh, every Indian comic... Like the end goal is to upload a YouTube video and see and get and get traffic based on that. Okay, yeah, that's it's a way it's it's a clear cut system. Get like half an hour, forty minutes, upload five or ten minutes on YouTube, then you'll start having audiences come to your show. Five or ten so no one's so no one's waiting on like Netflix and anything anything like that. They're just like just put it on YouTube. That's yeah. what uh, people are doing here. What's his name? Um, uh, I can't for, I can't remember him, Andrew but, Schultz yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly what he does right yeah they love him every Indian well, they love him no, specifically he's on YouTube wow in, yeah, every, he's on YouTube that's Did like they, that's like the end goal just be, develop like an online per, persona and then people will start coming to your shows uh, regularly but like everyone here puts stuff on YouTube too but nobody seems to give a shit you know for the most part. Like, why do well, people kids care do. more? Kids love it. They're yeah, not watching stand-up. I, I mean, stand-up. I don't mean like... I'm going to bring this... But... Make kids shit and bring it to India. There you go. Huge following. Wait, so why are Indian people more into YouTube comedians than we are? I guess it's because YouTube's free. Like, I think... Uh, it's just... So, in India, there's... You, you guys know what WhatsApp is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so India's very big on, like, WhatsApp culture. So, it's about just sort of quick share. WhatsApp has a culture? Somewhat, <laughs> like I know it exists. It's a lanyard. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> it's just like text messaging for free. Yeah, it's text messaging for free, and everything in India is gone on WhatsApp. So mostly the clips get shared around through WhatsApp, right? So I didn't you, know you could share stuff on WhatsApp. You can just share okay. you just share YouTube. Did videos. you know this? A lot of stuff to learn about text. Yeah, I knew you could. Okay, because yeah, my uncle's always sending me weird shit on on WhatsApp. So. Okay, <laughs> so like on WhatsApp, what they'll do is you'll upload a YouTube video. It'll get picked up by a couple of places, and then they just sort of 
sort of shared with their friend groups, and that's how it actually gets oh. virality. So we gotta get. We, I gotta start uploading to WhatsApp. You gotta do that. Immediately. <laughs> Skip YouTube. Yeah. Straight to WhatsApp. I'm a WhatsApp comedian. Yeah. What? He, Cut out the middleman. He out got pop. This is how Turner get popular. Ah, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. They really got him. Wow, that's cool. So, um, have you uploaded stuff to YouTube? No, not yet. Oh. Uh, I think I, I I I'm in that place where I'm still sort of trying to work up enough material because you have to be very careful about what you upload to YouTube and like. If you if you got if I have like twenty five minutes five minutes will go on YouTube but I'm still sort of trying to figure out what because it that will sort of inform the personality right like how people perceive you so when you put something on YouTube like for you for example what would you because if I put something on YouTube right now and I just don't tell anybody I'm expecting I don't know eleven twelve views <laughs> if I tell everyone I know maybe a couple thousand what about you. Or like someone that you, one of your friends or whatever. What's like a you could get if if you're if you're doing English comedy, you could get between ten and a hundred k views. And if you're doing you Hindi, doing? if you're doing Hindi comedy, it's like four, five hundred, six hundred, like million plus. If you're lucky. Whoa. Do you have any Hindi material? I can of? work on yeah. it. Yeah, you better work Teach on it. Teach me some stuff. <laughs> Translate it. How do I say what's the deal with in Hindi? <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> like, uh, what's heart attack? No. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, because it, it shows up in the related videos, right? That's that's the real key, is that a lot of people will start watching a video, and then in the related section, like related videos, there'll just be 10 more stand-up comedy oh, wait, let me let me go backwards. How many Indian comedians uploading to YouTube, who you could say, like, could kind of work at a professional level, are there? Ooh, that's a tough number. Because it's right now, it's really rising fast. Uh, I would say around 30 to 50. Like, really big comics. That's why. Okay, because here we have, like... I mean, really big. I don't know, a few hundred. But people uploading to YouTube, I would go like twenty thousand. Yeah, Americans. There's too many. Yeah, you could. You we would, need to get them over. Yeah. No, I gotta go to India. That's the plan. You do really well. You would. Let's move the pod. I got invited to. Randy and I were invited to a, a wedding there next year. I'm in. Well, let's do it. We'll do a remote pod. Start I'll the do stand up at the wedding. Should we go? It's in Goa. Nice, nice area. Oh, Goa's awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in. Goa's really cool. All right, we're both in. <laughs> Producer Matt, you in? Matt's in. He's in. Remote pod. He's not painted, but he's in. <laughs> I'm always down for a trip to India. He's always he's been down for a vacation. Can we get the anywhere. Patreon level of pay he's for been, our airfare? To he's been back for three days. He needs another vacation. <laughs> got we'll get life. to him on the wrap up show. Uh, wow. Okay. So that's why, because there's like 30 to 50, but there's this huge interest in comedy and not enough comedians to fill the interest, right? Yeah, because everyone in India, in, internet penetration is getting really deep now, and right now is when it's like rapidly going. So earlier comedy was mostly like a big city game, you know, Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, and it was mostly English at the time because we were working off of America. But now we've you started to get the regional comedy scene, and internet the internet's reaching like the deeper towns and the villages. Okay. So now regional comedy is really picking up, and YouTube is essentially the easiest way to reach people through that. So when you say the internet is reaching the deeper towns and the villages, how long ago did they not have internet? Uh, beginning of the decade it, beginning of the decade in, internet penetration was like a quarter of what it is now because okay. they're saying most people in these villages will have currently phone, yeah currently and have data and yeah, not access. okay, not villages, but like like smaller towns, like yeah. tier two, ta- tier two, tier three, some towns. Because the big metros are like Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, Kolkata, Chennai. There's like six of them, but then you've got a level of town, towns below that where there's like 20, 30, 40 towns, and that's where most of the population is. And how many people or would that like, estimate? Is that like uh, 500 million yeah, people? Like what's a small town in India? <laughs> is it like China? Or? <laughs> a small town in India is a million. Yeah. 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 A small town in India is a million. Like the towns I'm talking about, like tier two, like Mumbai. So Mumbai and Delhi is like 15 to 20 million. Yeah. And the other towns are like between six and 10 million. What's Bangalore? I think we're 12 now. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, we've probably gone up since the podcast. We've probably gone up since I came here. Cause since today. I mean, everyone's been banging today. away since he came here. <laughs> <laughs> babies. Our pod. They listen to our pod and they just go for it. <laughs> That's great. What? Um, okay. So, oh, and what do uh, people think about Russell Peters? Like, he's, is he still big or is he done? He's huge. He's still huge. He's going down, but he is still the OG. Like, ev- everyone knows that he began stand-up. And he comedy. got big on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That beating your kids clip, I think it got 8 million by the time yeah. I first even be heard Be a it. man. That's like the big one. Yeah. No, that was, the, that was the Hong Kong one, right? He was doing That was kid. be a man, uh, somebody gonna get a hurt real bad. That yeah, was, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, 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 that's where it started. That's where I heard of it. That's where most of the people who began with me heard of it. And when you say heard of it, you mean stand-up? Stand-up. 
Wow. It's wow. amazing. So you never heard of stand-up, and then you see Russell Peters, and you're like, what is this dude doing? Yeah, exactly. And everybody's I, like, I want to do that. I think I was in eighth grade when I heard it, and it blew my mind that that was a profession. There it is. India. I'm try- How old were you when you heard? I mean, like, I think I, we just always knew of stand-up. Well, definitely before eighth grade. Definitely Maybe like before fourth grade. grade or yeah, I think like I remember they used to have him on like Norm McDonald's oh, see on people Star on Search. <laughs> remember <laughs> he did Star Search and that sort of like the early he's such a Norm super fan. It's amazing. I mean, I'm sure I could have recalled that maybe, but yeah, yeah he lost to like uh, some guy who was like the Boogeyman or something yeah. like that. Some I mean, guy I, was like doing a character. I was definitely like whenever you reach that age where it's like hearing any curse word. And then listening to like Eddie Murphy or someone back then, you know, like that was like didn't you play these tapes just to hear the curse words? Not yeah, even, you're not even appreciating the humor. Yeah, exactly. What people saying when you're young enough. Oh yeah, it, Adam Sandler yeah, and those nice. those tapes. So then, so everyone hears a Russell Peters, and it's like, oh wow, that's stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. And then um, everyone then gets into like Americans doing comedy, or no, people just start doing it and talking about their local. Because I could see where if you're watching comedy, on one level it's cool, but on the other level, like. Most American comics, they're not talking about anything going on in India. Yeah, they're not. And then the next step is like you guys all start talking about, use that format, but to talk about stuff locally. Hmm. And then it's like, that's that's the next level. Yeah, so people heard of Russell and a, a, a small portion, like the, again, the Metro started getting into, getting into American comedy. That's where most of the guys I began with started uh, heard from, because they know Richard Pryor, they know Eddie Murphy, they know Hicks, Carlin, Louis, everyone. Okay. But... The people we're performing to today, they first would have heard of stand-up comedy in like 2015, 2016. So we're essentially performing. So we know all the greats, but we're performing to people who don't really know anything about stand-up beyond like sort of the local Hindi comics. So right? you guys are just almost... steal all the jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just that's, that's, that's why you're here on the trip, yeah, That's right? a good idea. You're uh, <laughs> taking notes in the back of the comedy <laughs> Anything <cellar>. pre-2015, <laughs> you can steal. <laughs> you know they do that in China. Uh, a lot of the Chinese comedians, I don't know if they still do, but when they were starting a few years ago, because it's also like the Chinese language scene in China started in like 2014, I would say. Hmm. And everybody just was watching like uh, Dave Chappelle stuff and Chris Rock was big. And then literally translating it <laughs> and being like, like, but in Chinese being like, like black people do this. <laughs> and I was like, why are you talking about black people? <laughs> in China. What, yeah. what, what people drive a car like this? Yeah, they were doing all that stuff. I'm- and, you, could uh, lo- you could localize it. You could be like, Tibetan people do this. and <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't even that yet. It was yeah, literally just out. like just black people versus N-words. In Beijing. It's like a Chinese audience. And then eventually, yeah, they're like, those Uyghurs, they do this. And everyone's like, they do. Ha ha. Yeah, I, we, are, we had that for a while. So in India, there's like, Again, like I said, very diverse place. There's a bunch of like different ethnic groups. Oh, that's ripe for comedy. Yeah, there's so we've got like 28 states, right? Yeah. And each of those states has their own language, religion, culture, and it's more. In the beginning, it was mostly just Gujaratis do this, Punjabis do so and so. Punjabis allowed, and they're like, yeah, we are allowed, and that that was it for like in, very loud in uh, movie theaters. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> everyone does everything in movie theaters. There's no, that's the unifying. That's that's what unites the country. Yeah. <laughs> just, just going crazy at movie theaters. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was it for like two to three years. But then I think as people started moving to the cities, they wanted to sort of hear their own stories. So a lot of the comics are essentially just IT guys, and they're performing to other IT guys. Wait, why like, are all the comics IT guys? In, in Bangalore, because that's that's what the industry is, right? It, it's mostly young people who need an outlet. So when right? I'm calling like somewhere and I get uh, someone in India on, like, a, <laughs> on a help desk, and I'm getting all frustrated, maybe I should be like, can you give me some stand-up? So yeah. <laughs> You're going to be in his set in five years. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm actually watch what I'm saying. When I'm getting all like these yeah. dumb Americans. Yeah, exactly. Dumb. Uh, now it's good to know. Control-Alt-Delete, idiot. <laughs> 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 How many times do I have to tell these people control alt delete? And then it's just a standing pl- ovation by everyone in the audience. In? I've been there too. I thought English was your language, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it started out so it's developing, it's progressing. Cause like our we had a whole decade of like maybe two, eighties and nineties were like black people do this, white people do this. It took probably twenty years to get for us to like work our way out of that. But you guys are working your way out of it in like two years. Yeah, it's a lot faster. Because again, we've seen, we know, we know all, the comics know about American comedy, but the audiences don't, Yeah. right? 
So we're coming and thinking of like Mark Norman and Dave Attell. <laughs> Mark Norman. Oh, wow. And <laughs> he's huge in India. <laughs> a great YouTube channel. <laughs> he's on YouTube. He's huge in wow. India. I, yeah, but we come in thinking of those guys, but the audiences don't know. Yeah. And we, so it's kind of like we're educating them about stand-up. So we go in there with the Gujaratis. Yeah, oh, so you start like that. We I start, see. Yeah, I see. we start like that, and then we sort of to get into it. In. You're watching the history of comedy evolve in front of your eyes. In 45 minutes. Start yes. off with some really racist shit, and then <laughs> by the end of it be... Yeah. <laughs> As a, is there any backlash? Like, is it anyone like you guys are racist? Is there like a woke culture that's pushing oh, yeah. back All, against you guys? No, not a woke culture. Just like a right, like religious dudes, like angry religious people. Uh, angry what? Angry religious. religious people. Yeah, and angry people from the different ethnicities. And like, what? Are, <laughs> people are like, we're not actually that loud. Yeah. <laughs> we're not that loud. Goddamn it! <laughs> Wait, so what which are they mad religious, about? Which religion gets the most angry? Yeah. Uh. Right now, Hindus. Everyone, every, again, everyone's equally angry, like all the time. It's just a matter of like proportional. Because so I'm Hindu. Right now, there's like sort of a right wing Hindu surge in the country, right, the which is kind of the yeah. same. Yeah, it's the same you know. globally. But right now, that's sort of the very touchy subject. Like we actually had a, we had the first Comedy Central, not Comedy Central. We had the first roast in India. Okay. In 2015, where essentially two Bollywood actors came up on stage, got roasted by a pan by like a comedy collective, and again. 10, 20 million views on YouTube the second they uploaded it. Wow. And then a couple of days later, it got taken down. Because? Because I think one of the comics was Christian, and then they someone made a joke about Christ being resurrected. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the exact context, but the Christians said, no, you can't do that. And then the it's Christians got mad? Christians in India? They started the Christians it. Christians don't but, ever get mad. But here's the beauty is every religious group is like in touch with each other. So they, the Hindus saw the Christians got mad. They're like, we'll find something to be offended about. Oh, so then they were offended oh. too. Yeah, they got offended. Everyone got offended. Yeah. It, one thing was... Uh, obscenity. Everyone got offended. One, thing, one big thing was obscenity because they were make, there were actresses in the audience and they were making fun of the actresses. And it was like, you cannot insult a, a woman. You can't degrade a woman like that. <sighs> But they're really? laughing. Like, you can see the actresses laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, really just always looking out for women. Might have to yeah. pump the brakes on the, uh, the roasts. Bring those back in a few years. We'll bring them back. Because sometimes you go too fast. Everybody's not ready for it yet. It was a pretty chilled out roast, though. I mean, I don't know. I've, again, I grew up with, like, Comedy Central, so from Did, my standards are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they no more roasts in India, or they're just... Not for a while. <laughs> so we did uh, one. There was one in China recently, and uh, they had Sherrod Small and I right here in, in the studio, like video do a video version of it and then they sent it in and then they played it like mm -hmm. during the actual road it was some chinese movie star celebrity guy and uh again it was similar like huge i don't know how many million people 50 million people or something 50 million wow something like that like, like maybe or in the hundred i think it was in the hundreds i don't really know so this was like a mainstream chinese actor yeah like a yeah. super big it was dragon tv it was like their big network dragon tv and um, the instructions... Not Dragon Con, Dragon TV. Not Dragon Con. <laughs> different. Slightly different. I, yeah, it was in the hundreds of millions of people who watched it, now that I remember. And their instructions for Sherrod and I, this is a roast, their instructions were, uh, don't say anything bad about China, don't say anything bad about him. If anything, make he's kind of like the Justin Bieber of China, so if anything, make fun of America and Justin Bieber. <laughs> make fun of Justin Bieber. And we're like, what? And this is his roast. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Bieber has nothing to do with it. He's not there. He's never heard of it. He doesn't know what's going on. Just yeah, he make, doesn't know he has a second roast. Yeah, it's the roast of this random Chinese guy. And so, and we didn't do that at all. We just did whatever we wanted. And then they cut like 90% of it out. Mm. But uh, why are we, like, what are we just be like, but Justin Bieber's an idiot. <laughs> and Justin even the idiot. crowd in the, at the roast is going to be like, why were you talking about Justin Bieber? It's kind of random. Yeah, well, yeah. at least they yeah. told you in advance. Like the other guys, they found out afterwards, which is even worse. Yeah. yeah. So how did these guys, these guys that are big now, hmm. when did they start stand, doing stand-up, performing? Was Russell Peters, did he come out when? Like 10 years ago, 2008, 2009 or something? He or got big in like the mid-2000s, I think 2007. When he got big, yeah, that's right. When he got big. And so is that when all these guys started and now they're big? Yeah, yeah. So the first big comedian was Veer Das. Uh, he's he's got two specials on Netflix. He's been on Conan a couple of times. He was like the first oh, sort wow. of so yeah. crossover. Yeah, he was sort of the big for English comic that took off. Then, uh, so and that was going for like four years. There were a couple of English comic comics doing it. Then I think in the early two thousands, YouTube is YouTube really picked up, and a lot of the comics that are big today began uploading in around 2011 2012 and okay. they hit they hit it big a couple of years later and are they now crossing over into like bollywood into movies and stuff one guy has done a movie 
It didn't do that well, but he did a movie. Okay. Yeah, they don't. Do, comedians don't do good movies here either. Yeah, but so there's no, right? there's, there's no Adam Sandler like Netflix deal. And, oh yeah. <laughs> but there's like this big comedy collective culture. So like, what comics will do is they'll they'll create groups of like four or five people. So the the collective that did the roast, they actually started doing a podcast. That's how they began, and okay. then they started making sketches with mainstream Bollywood actors, which went massive because mainstream Bollywood actors, and that's sort of how they worked their way up. I don't know. I don't like those collectives. We need a collective. Collectives are the worst. Let's get a collective It's like here. the whole reason why you do stand-up is so you can be by yourself. Right. I mean, you're not a... Yeah, and then like you're a like a team? Like, no, right. there's no team. Stand-up is like playing tennis. There's no crying at baseball. Yeah, there's no like... teamwork in stand-up. <laughs> Coll- it's a solo art form. Well, activity. What do you Yeah, think? all the collectives are dead now, so that kind of answers. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, they, they don't stick together. Because ultimately, you're on stage by yourself. Yeah. But right. except for the Larry the Cable Guy one, I like that one. <laughs> no. Yeah, but again, when you've got like five different religions screaming at you, you probably want some company. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, are there any things that you, um, not that you're not allowed to talk about, but that you personally wouldn't feel comfortable talking about because of like cultural, uh, like here you don't talk about. Uh, well, you wouldn't go racist, right? Right. Um, we're yeah, not, in would. China, you definitely would. Right. It's like the best. But way I mean, that's just because the moods have changed. I mean, you. No, but that's a culture. Yeah, yeah, I'm cultural. saying not against not the like law, a law, but right. against the culture. Is there anything like that you wouldn't do? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to punch down on any of like the of the states. Like I wouldn't want to do like sort of derogatory ethnic comedy. That's one thing I wouldn't want to do. Okay. Like, I'm I'm sort of like a mixed ethnicity, so I sort of play on that. But it's very personal to me. I wouldn't just sort of go up to random groups and start making fun of them. Which you state? Say, are, which state are you from? So uh, my family is from two different states. One is Gujarat, and the other is Punjab. And Gujaratis are essentially like. Businessmen and Punjabis are like the loud ones. Oh, that's a good combo. Yeah, it's loud, a good <laughs> loud business. Yeah, you get things done. But I'm, I don't know why I'm not. We have neither. a president who's a loud businessman. <laughs> yeah, Actually, he fit right in. <laughs> uh, wait, so what? when you say you don't want to punch down on the states, punch down would assume, because we don't know anything. So that right, would assume that they're somehow like not as successful as your state would be, or what's, what's right, the dynamic? Right, like a ranking of like yeah. economically, I, would, I guess. Or? Yeah, well, I wouldn't want to say something like so-and-so state is so poor, or so-and-so state is so... Or stupid. Or if I would, I would come up with like a cool twist on it. Like, I wouldn't want them to feel bad. I see. Yeah, Because the, the states that are doing bad, they know they're doing badly. It's not like breaking news to them. But They do that in uh, Hong Kong. The Hong Kong comedians will be like, oh, mainlander, mainlander is, is uh, that's what they, it's like this like it's coded a, language for yeah. people who are dumber and poorer and stupider than me because they haven't had as many opportunities. It's why we don't punch down on Delaware around here. Exactly. We, we let Delaware. Those, let it go. Let <laughs> Delaware exist on their own. And Canada. Yeah, and Mississippi. We'll punch down on them a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that should be the slogan for Delaware. We exist. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. But that's no. But they'll. But in, when you go to Hong Kong, all the comedians will be like, oh, the mainlander came up to me, and they, they smelled like shit. And everyone's like, yay! It still works. Does it work? Oh. Does that kind of Indian, uh, comedy work in India? It, it would, but... You wouldn't want to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it would just be. It would just set a weird tone, and also, and also, like most of the, a lot of the audiences are from there, so because they move from those states to the big cities. Yeah, so right? they're like, go fuck yourself. There, it, it's go fuck yourself, but we know, like that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't do it in your YouTube clips, at least, because that's going to be out there forever. Save it for yeah. the and live. You're going to become big, and your society's not going to allow that one day. It's going to become looked down upon. People dig it up, and yeah, no, you, yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to be. I mean, the good thing about it. YouTube is that it, there's like an excellent archive of how comedy's evolved. Uh, like you can, you you really get to see like how it's changed over time and quickly. Yeah, and really quickly. So you're saying if we watch clips in India from like five years ago, everyone just stinks at comedy. <laughs> sure. Fine. And then now they're like really fine. good. The same people are. Like sure. Much better. <laughs> yeah, they've improved. There's, or at least they're trying to tackle harder material. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They're not bad at comedy. They're just doing like the ba- whatever the basic. Uh, observation might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So, what's your uh, what What do you what's what's go like? What's your goals with stand up? In, uh, in like, do you want to do it here and there, or what's? I still. I mean, I started here, and I identify. I like. I really relate to uh, America and like the material that's happening here. But I don't know. I I'm really excited by how things are going on in India too. Like how rapidly it's going. So. I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I don't have a concrete answer. Like, I per- I've been performing in New York, like, in a couple of places, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's cool to have an audience that just, like, understands the premise right away, you know, and you can just sort of go with the punchlines. So I'm thinking maybe I probably will try and come back here eventually. But I definitely want to, like, 
spend some time in India and see how that scene goes. Because it's helped, it's helped me a lot too. Because I was a very sort of, I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't a performer. Like I was a good writer, but I couldn't perform. India kind of forces you to perform because you're performing for people who don't really have a lot of context. So you really got to explain stuff to them properly, but concisely. So I mean, that's good comedy anyway. Yeah. The comedy where the guys, people just stand there and recite jokes is like, yeah. I could read this on Twitter. But that was Give me. Give me a show, you know? Yeah, but that was me. That's oh, okay. still kind of me. So if I spend some time there, I can sort of really work my way out of it and then maybe come here. Okay. That's, that's a long-term goal. I, I would say go to the place where there's 30 to 50 comedians. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> less competition. There's too many here. But I see what you're saying. Back, back and forth seems good. So, yeah, the shows have been good here. They've been a lot of fun. They've been awesome. Where have you, uh, where have you been up? I performed at Brown Mirror, which... Uh, oh, yeah, Zane's yeah. show. Yeah, Zane and Bassam's show went there. Uh, did, uh, did a little bit at The Lantern. That was fun. Um, yeah, those are the two big shows. And I did, like, two open mics in Brooklyn, which was fun. Okay, and when you decided to move back to India from Atlanta... Yep. Was that com- a comedy-based idea, or was that just other job? Other no, work? that was just a job-based thing. Okay, yeah. Cool. All right, should we get to the news? We got you got anything else, Cap? Oh, let's play. Let's do some news. Let's yeah. do some, you want to stick around? Yeah, We're gonna sure. do some news stories. Yeah, let's let's do <laughs> some hard, the biggest hard stories. News. The biggest stories the of the biggest week. Biggest stories where well, I gotta stay then. All right, you gotta stay. All right, uh play the music. First news story of the week today comes to us from CNN Business. All right. Is that like Fox Business? I think it's like, well, but it's CNN's version. Yeah. They have a whole they different don't have a station, though. No, I think they just oh. have a website. Oh, okay. McDonald's new paper straws are not recyclable. Their new paper straws are not recyclable, but it's former plastic ones were. Oh, my God. We're wow. back on this. <laughs> they got rid of the plastic straws. They caved. The straws were introduced to all 1,361 McDonald's restaurants in the United Kingdom and Ireland after a trial last year. But the, pa- the fast food giant acknowledged on Monday that the new versions are too thick to be processed by its recyclers. What do you think, Cap? I just think they just keep messing with the, the, the original straw was fine. There Here's was no, my whole thing. It's McDonald's. You're already destroying the world. I went through 25 years of my life. No, third, I want to say let's up it to 35 years. 35. Yeah. Of my don't, life. Don't make yourself too young. Never thinking of a straw. Yeah. One way or the other, a straw never entered my mindset. I never used a straw. I've never been a straw person. I was raised to be a man who didn't use a straw. Oh, we didn't I see, use yeah. straws. Yeah, Why pretty... this whole like should we use a straw? Or should we not use a straw? Wait, you went to McDonald's. You get a soda. You didn't have a straw. No, I would say do, I don't want the lid. I don't want the straw. Just give me the cup. You're not a straw man. <laughs> I've never been a straw man. Oh. I didn't think anyone was a straw man. I thought it was for little girls, you know? Oh, oh careful. Ruby Kaplan types. That's great. <laughs> little girls can have straws. You know, we live in a world now where... Why does everyone all of a sudden need a straw? I'll tell you why I need a straw. I got a coffee the other day, a nice coffee, and I was uh, double parked. So I was running out to the car, and I went to put the thing down, and I just spilled the coffee all over. Yeah, oh, but that's, that's you. Oh, well, that's because I didn't have a lid. <laughs> you had I a straw, a, no lid? I didn't put a lid. I grabbed the straw... I didn't even straw? forgot the lid and the whole thing. I somehow didn't spill until I got to the car and it just went. Straw like no I, lid is an even more bizarre concept. Yeah, you have yeah, to I go do, into I a don't lid. Understand that. In India, is it, this hasn't come to India yet. The whole like plastic straw banning. Pa- thing no, yet. yeah, the paper straws. I mean, sometimes they, they sometimes they have straws. Sometimes they just don't have straws. Like they're eco friendly on like selective days. I think they 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 tried it for like a month and they're like, ah, we got bored and the they paper bought- straw. Straws of any kind. They, they just weren't giving out straws for Good. a Good. This is my whole point. Just stop giving out straws. No one needs a straw. It's not a necessity to have a straw. It's just I hard. agree with India. It's hard if you want to raise a new generation without straws, but I grew up with straws, and I, I don't want How did you grow up with straws, and I grew up without <laughs> East straws? East Coast, we had straws. East Coast. This is a real divide. <laughs> but you guys had many hot, they have many hot dogs here Oh, in which, York by City. the way, your wife had them in the freezer at the party. She showed me. And then she forgot to put them in the she oven really or something. Did. And for the party, she was going to bring them out as a big prop there, joke. There but were more snacks. There was. There yeah, were there more, more snacks, snacks that never came. There were some really oh good God. those crackers with the like cheese and the. I don't. Oh, was, she had a, right. she had crackers on top of it, a fig on yes. top of that, like feta cheese. It was really good. And then some kind of a sauce she dripped over it. Very good. It's can good. confirm. Can Very confirm. Good. 
Okay, so but here's that's my point. Get rid of all straws. You and us ban all straws. Yeah, we never needed them in the first place. I'm getting better at the paper straw. In this is how society they force you to bend to their will. Okay, I'm getting better at not uh, destroying it as quickly. It's like you have to suck at a different rate. A paper straw. <laughs> yeah, because then because then it ruptures in the middle. It ruptures, yeah. But if you really like go easy on it. Oh, is that how you're supposed to do it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a this is this is a joke there. But I'm not going to loosen up your <laughs> torque. Um, hey, ladies, here's my last thought. Practice on paper hey, straw. ladies. <laughs> you listening, ladies? Here's my last thought on this paper straw thing. Yeah. Uh, the McDonald's specifically. The McDonald's does stuff. Remember when Mc, this is a similar thing they've done before. They introduce stuff to be woke without thinking conceptually through what it does at all. Remember when Lance Armstrong. Strong used to have those uh, cancer bracelets before he became oh, right. problematic. They're huge. Yeah, they were huge because all the money went to cancer research, right? And even though he did steroids, they still went to cancer research. It well, didn't stop that, right? It doesn't stop it. And then McDonald's came out with their own um, Lance Armstrong bra- bracelets, but they didn't go to anything. They literally were just went to McDonald's because they pockets. thought it was like a fashion statement. Because it was a fashion they, statement. Now they're doing that with the plastic straws. That's what I'm saying. They should, I, I, yeah, maybe they should release paper uh, bracelets. No. <laughs> Next story of the week comes to us from the Shanghaiest, everybody. The Shanghaiest women de- a woman is detained by Beijing police for blocking hospital's emergency mer- emergency entrance with her Rolls Royce. <laughs> wow. So Mrs. Shan apologized. Mrs. Shan, excuse me, apologized for her temper. Oh, because she flipped out. When the cops came, she flipped out on them and screamed at them. This seems to be a theme in China. Every time someone gets arrested with a cop, they just flip out they on the cops. They flip out on the cops. Because here's why. Cops don't have guns. Oh. Do cops in India have guns? Nah, just sticks. It's sticks. Like English culture. Same in the, uh, Billy, yeah, uh, the Baton, the Billy Club. The Billy Club. Oh, yeah. getcha. And then do people really talk shit to them? Talk back to them? No, because then they'll probably hear you and then it's a 500 rupee bribe and you don't want to get into that mess. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. A bribe. It's uh, everything's a bribe. Everything's a bribe. I <laughs> Wait, love that. What? I thought you were gonna say a fine, but you said a bribe. It's a bribe. It's like it's an official fine of two thousand, but the cops like just five hundred and, and we'll out. keep it off the books. Yeah, I like that. I respect that. I mean, yes. I I did that in Tijuana once. Oh yeah, oh, it's a whole Mexico. I was, with, thing. I was with your brother. That's half the reason why people love to go to Mexico is because like, oh, you can bribe a cop. St- yeah, I bribed. I was had open container, and then I a guy was gonna take take my passport away, and then I was oh. He Here's twenty dollars. I love how the, I love how the bribery itself is a tourist attraction. It is. <laughs> I didn't know. It's a lot it's of a, fun. Haggling and bribery. It is because it the, makes you feel better about yourself. It makes you feel like you're you, you pulled you're something a somebody. off. Somebody. I'm a somebody. I got out <laughs> yeah. of it. I, if I wasn't so savvy, I'd be in the playing night in the slammer. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Exactly. It's like how people like to, to jump a line in New York City at a nightclub. Yeah. Give the guy twenty bucks. Yeah, or just talk to Blue Shirt. He'll get you in. Or just talk to Blue Shirt, yeah, our pod lawyer. If you ever get, if you're <laughs> no, into trouble. every nightclub, but he knows how to sneak in. He's, oh, does he? Yeah, he he figures out like the law firm that represents the bouncers <laughs> no, union. No, he does. And yeah, and he says he knows that he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. If you run into trouble during your New York State, talk to Blue. <laughs> we got a lawyer Shirt. for you. We got a pod lawyer. Um, so this lady. So in oh, China, back to her. in China, nobody respects cops because they don't have, they can't shoot you. They don't have guns, so you can really just you can lay into a police officer yeah. they can't do anything they're real pacifists but it seems like i'm normally like a pretty libertarian but like blocking a hospital's emergency entrance with your car seems a bit extreme seems well here's like something here's why uh we need private health care in america uh, here's where i'm against this is a big take here i'm i'm for public health care but i'm for a private option mm-hmm. i don't this is why you can't take away people's health care because if this lady if she has enough money to have a rolls royce she has enough money to have private health care she never end up in the public hospital in china but what she's saying she's she's arguing with you she says it wasn't her she borrowed it from a friend i guess she could borrow money from that friend if she i like how her the- way of getting out of this is saying that she borrowed the rolls royce from the print like this yeah. like the type of car was the issue i mean do you see people with rolls royces usually lend them out because they're very rare I no don't think, they don't it's like like uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, when they like, take the guy, people they're protective of the car. Exactly, yeah. I'm not buying, I'm buying the story. story at all. What I'm saying is that's why we need a private option because <laughs> if we had only a public option in America, there'd be Rolls Royces blocking every hospital entrance in the United States. Exactly, more, more class separation is the solution. Yes, yes. Exactly. take it from yes. The now you're on board. <laughs> um, anyway, she was put in jail for five days. Five mm. days. So I do like that. Yeah, that's some tough law. That is. That's that's back to our uh, Kamala Harris situation. <laughs> I like to think the police officer, was, the officers, was just bragging in front of her cell the whole time. I like, would like tough I would now. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Speaking of politics, by the way, in the first story, I forgot to mention, but we really have to. Have we made any progress on our own straws? Like our own lost in America straws. Oh no, Kaplan wants to get plastic I, straws. I want if so, we can have a listener out there who knows how we can make these, like. 
Email us at donensis I mean, at gmail.com. Actually, in Mr. Santi, we used to make plastic straws, but you have to buy it and you have to buy like 10 million. Hey, of if we can get time. the Lost in America emblem on it, a logo. On a plastic straw. On a plastic straw or a metal straw. Anything non paper. Okay, we're anti paper. Let's That's someone it. help us out with that. Because if you get a paper straw, now we're taking down the Amazon. People don't want to do that. It's it's burning on its own. No, yeah, exactly. No one's. That's a new hot take this week. The new woke <laughs> hot take. No one's talking about the Amazon. Burning. I know people are like they were talking about. Uh, everyone's talking about how no one's talking about it. Notre Dame burned and everyone's. Oh, that's a big deal. <laughs> Last story of the week comes to us from the Huffington Post. Everybody, an entire. Oh, this is for you. We we did an India story. Oh, oh no. How do I pronounce uh, Gujarat? Gujarat. Gujarat. An entire village in Gujarat came together to stop a couple from conceiving their 18th child. Mm. And I am 100% for this. These are my heroes of the week, Kaplan. <laughs> I don't, 18 kids is too many. Wait, but 17 is not? Came, we came together to stop them from conceiving? Yeah, how did they do yeah. that? Like, no, 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 no. Don't put it in. Don't, like, how? Listen, they, they, they heard, put birth control in their these water. These villages aren't too big. They, had, they heard moans in the night. Exactly. For weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm. And they said, we got to do something about this. It says they, wait, so they have, 16, the, they have 17, 16 of them are daughters. They have 17 kids, 16 ah, girls. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. is an incredible, that, like you're rolling the dice 17 times. I'm going like, to tell you something. If you, play, if you played roulette and you got black 17 out of. You're not going to win it at the end. Yeah. If you didn't, if you got 16, 16 in a row, the 17th is, ain't going to be much Yeah, difference. The daughters made everything so much more clear. <laughs> Oh, okay, now, oh, yeah, yeah. so it's shining some kid, light onto this. But this kid, it, this poor little boy wants a brother. <laughs> 16, <laughs> 16 freaking sisters, and they can't, like, tr- I mean, they would have got a 17 sister probably, but. How many is it, uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Just one sister. Oh, just one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but if you were not a boy, it'd be 18. Is that the idea? May, it could be. I mean, <laughs> no, I've met people with, like, four sisters. And they're like, and, and we're, we're both just like, yeah, I know what that's, happened. That's what happened? Okay. Um, I'm on the side of the village here. It says the village is hard not to be. <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I'm a, I, China right now has a two-child policy. I think America should have a two-child policy. Except for the Kaplans, of course. We only have two children. So we're fine. No, no, no. You're, you have brother. You have three. Uh, oh, my siblings. Yeah, yeah your siblings. Right. Dr. Bob and Well, they're Dan. not going to punish people who already have kids when you have the problem. This right. is, a, yeah, starting now. I think two going forward. There's no. I think, we have, no, America's big, though. We have a lot of land. It's hard to make the arguments. Yeah, but then we got a lot of idiots. There's too many people in general. Eh. You're not getting smarter yeah, the deeper better, you the go. The more people you get, the better chance you have of someone who's going to figure out a cure for cancer. Your fifth or... kid's not going to be a genius. <laughs> How do you... No one's raising the fifth kid. No, no. one's paying attention. Well, the they... first two get a lot of attention. After yeah. that, it's nobody. Well, that's why we're not having a third. You were number one, right? I was. I got a lot of attention. You got a lot of attention. But see, we I had three boys, one. and then there was a girl, so then she got a lot of attention. So exactly. Like, the first and the last. But the middles, they're out to lunch. No one's paying attention, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. You could make an argument for them because it's 16 girls, which would be better than 16 guys, I feel like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Be, I mean, the odds are you get a, one, one kid. Like, if you have 16 boys, what are the odds of professions you're going to get here? Because I just feel like you're, no, I don't know. You're just Comedian? Like, yeah, like, will you get one chance of yeah, getting, like, like, a famous, like, athlete if you get 16 boys? Okay. Could you do it? No, if I had 16 boys, it wouldn't work that way. I think famous athletes, all or nothing. Yeah, it's all or nothing. Either, either have it in your gene pool either or Either you're the Antetokounmpo's if and I you're all professional basketball players, yeah. or you're none. I mean, the biggest sport is cricket, and there's 11 people in a team. So if it was 16 guys, they could have had their own entire in-house family cricket team, plus a couple extras. That is, yeah, that's, that's true. Why they could have, yeah. Are I mean, you a cricket fan? Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. I'm fine. Is I'm, there domestic cricket, or is it just national? Like, are there club teams? Yeah, there's, the states have their own teams now. So there's like international cricket, obviously, but like in, I think in 2009, they started like a domestic cricket league, which is kind of, they modeled it after the English Premier League. Oh, okay. So yeah. it is. So like you can play for a team and there's like private, you get paid privately and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So that's why you want to, they want to get a cricket, professional cricketer. Okay. And they're, uh, it's, the village, the, the whole village right. came in and stopped them. I've come up with the whole, I love it. I've come up with a new plan. <laughs> it's here. like an intervention. I don't think it should be a two child policy. I think whatever your country's favorite sport is, well, it mean, should be enough to fill that team. Wait, so basketball, exactly. you so get five. America five. But if we said baseball, you're up to nine, football is 11. So you got to really, we got to f- figure that out. Yeah, that's true. Go by the polls. China the polls is two because uh, ping pong. Ping pong. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If golf's your most popular sport, you got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Great. just we just need to find a sport that doesn't involve teamwork. Cricket. How many are on a, on a cricket pitch? It said eleven people 11, in a team. Eleven. Right. Yeah. So Is it we call a pitch. I just make that up. No. No. So <laughs> even that, they're they're uh, seven too high. They right. had her have a, she had a, a tube tubectomy. What is that? That's like a they made the they made the, she got her tubes done. Yeah. They didn't make the guy get a vasectomy. Very. I don't know. 
That's that, what I would. That's, if you're very gonna, that's very woke. That's very opposite of woke. Very sexist. Sixteen daughters and this kind of first son. Yeah, I think and the guy can still bang away. And have oh, kids. you're right. That's the opposite of woke. Yeah. All right, that's it, Rahul. Thanks for doing the pod. Thanks oh, for having me. How can people find you? Turner's Do you have uh, a site they can go to or shows coming up or what? Uh, no, I don't really have anything. Uh, I'm all right. Just, yeah, but I'm just, just maybe, wait, on YouTube? Oh, you don't have your Just channel. go to Bangalore, walk down the street, maybe they'll run into you. Exactly. All right, that's it, Cap. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.